Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Successful Woman Radio Show brought to you by WomenAboutBiz.net, empowering you with the tools and resources to start and grow your very own business. Hi, everybody. This is Trina Newby, your host and business success coach, broadcasting to you live this Monday, July 2nd, 2018, and as always, bringing you inspiration, motivation, and ways to make your business, your dreams, and your ideas, guess what, a huge success. Well, ladies, it is yet another glorious Monday, and I trust that you all had a fantastic weekend and that you did indeed take some time to joy pamper yourself. You took some time to to actually experience being with you and doing some things that give you that warm fuzzy, that put that smile on your face. Let us all remember that it's our responsibility and that we do have the ability to indeed bring joy into our lives. So we need to do it every day, all day, as much as possible. Now, as a reminder, if you didn't take the time to review your calendar and ensure that all activities and tasks scheduled are supporting your goals for this week, well, guess what you need to do? After the show, that's right, immediately following the show, make sure that you go ahead and take some time and literally just look at all of the activities that you have going on for the week. Make sure that you have identified what it is that you would like to see happen by this Friday. Now, for most small business owners, solo entrepreneurs, you know, really measuring how things are going on a weekly basis are very important or is very important. The reason being is that it's just you, right, and you've got to stay on top of things. But when you break it down into smaller chunks instead of looking at what needs to happen quarterly or monthly, although you should know those things, you want to focus every week on what you are doing to contribute to the goals, right, whether it is a goal that's due this week or whether it is a larger goal that has a date that's set out a little bit further than the actual week, right? Very, very important. So I'm reminding you of those things because oftentimes as a solo entrepreneur, micro-business owner, home-based business owner, whatever title you want to give yourself as far as owning a company, you need to understand that focus is extremely important when it comes to achieving your goals. And goal, being goal, a goal achiever and being focused on your goals is the number one thing as the CEO of your company that you need to definitely be concerned about, okay? So I wanted to remind you of that. Now, this is July. We have just entered into the new month. Of course, this is a short week for many of you who are taking Wednesday off. However, for most solo entrepreneurs, you know, if you didn't prepare to take Wednesday off, you definitely want to make sure that you take that family time that you that that will help you to balance your life, right? 
but you also want to make sure that you keep focused on some things that need to happen for the week and make sure that you get them scheduled in on your schedule because oftentimes for us as solo entrepreneurs, holiday weeks are uh, somewhat challenging because we want to spend that time with family. We want to have that personal downtime, and yet there are so many things that we have to get done. So if you become proactive and you do things ahead, then you can plan to enjoy your holidays. Um, I want to just go ahead and share with you all what our theme will be for the month of July, and I know all of you are going to just love it, and that is the theme for July 2018 is word-of-mouth marketing. Again, word-of-mouth marketing. Um, today I'll be sharing with you exactly what word-of-mouth marketing is, what it is not, and five ways to take advantage of this most popular, popular business model um, that most companies use. Even your top five companies in the world today they all use word-of-mouth marketing, and when it comes to solo entrepreneurs, micro-business owners, word-of-mouth marketing is something that we greatly depend on. So we're going to talk about that today, and I'm going to be sharing with you again five ways that you will be able to take advantage of it. So it's important that you go ahead and get out your pen and notepad because you definitely will be writing up some really good information that you will be able to put to use right away. Of course, also in today's lineup, I'm going to be giving you those five questions to generate cash in 2018. Um, we have a new book club book of the month to introduce to you, um, which is going to be Jeffrey Gittimer's Little Black Book of Connections, one of my favorite, favorite books, um, and I will be reading from that. And then, of course, for those of you that are new to the show, I want to just take this time to let you know who we are and what we are all about. You're listening to Successful Woman Radio, and we're all about providing women in business with a positive environment where you can be motivated, encouraged, and inspired to create a successful life generating the income that you desire. So please mark your calendar every Monday at 12 noon Eastern and be empowered with information that you can put to use right away. And if you are new to the show, make sure you go ahead and start your Successful Woman Radio Journal, just a simple spiral-bound notebook that you're able to date for each uh, Monday of the show and that you're able to refer back to various notes uh, that you can put to use. I have so many people that say, I am still using notes and information from years ago uh, that has helped me in my business today. So again, this show is not fluff. Uh, you need to understand and know that I, it is my desire and my goal to give you meat that you will be able to walk away from, nourishment for your business that you'll be able to really grow your company with, and not only your company, but that you'll be able to enhance your life with. So I want to encourage you to always come to the show, be prepared, you know, dial in a couple of minutes early so that you can be ready to take advantage of all that we have to offer here on the show. Successful Woman Radio is a wonderful blend of like a talk show, uh, of a 
a, a radio show, and then a webinar or an um, or a teleclass, all kind of combined up in one. And then again, it's not all about fluff with us. We're going to give you the information that you need to be successful in your business. So let's go ahead and get started. First of all, I want to just kind of talk about happenings going on uh, over the internet. You know, Facebook continues, and I repeat, Facebook continues to be the talk about town over the internet because they are making so many darn changes. Of course, this all stemmed from about a year or so ago in reference to Facebook releasing pertinent and relevant information of its users um, and what rights as users we actually have. And of course, uh, the Facebook CEO and, and founder was uh, brought in front of Congress to testify and to give testimony. And, you know, the last thing that he wants to have happen, uh, and I'm speaking about Facebook, the last thing they want to happen is to actually be deregulated. Of course, Facebook has billions of people, users all around the world that are actual members of Facebook. And so much of our information and um, what we call online intelligence is gathered. Everything from, you know, um, where we are clicking and what we are looking at um, to our comments and our posts, everything is actually formulated and uh, ciphered in, into buckets, segmented buckets, where they are actually able to utilize that information with their advertisers. And so because they have uh, been under such scrutiny, Mark Zuckerberg, of course, who is the founder of Facebook, has you know, had to testify in front of Congress, they have really, really buckled down um, on how they are treating their users, what our rights are as users. And so because of this, Facebook has been making massive changes. Um, and so you're just going to have to buckle in and hold on to your seatbelt um, because a lot of these changes are coming out. Now, I will tell you this. Probably uh, one of the best sites to go to if you're trying to learn about what's going on online. Um, and one of the sites that I use is called Mashable, and I'm going to spell that for you, M-A-S as in Sam, M-A-S-H-A-B-E.com, Mashable.com. And um, I really like Mashable because they give some really great unbiased information on uh, what's happening online, all of the things going on. So you know, using their search tool, it looks like a little magnifying glass, you can put in Facebook and it will bring up a lot of the updates and different things that's going on with Facebook, right? Um, one of the newest things that's going on, and, that, and if you're using a third-party app such as Sprout Social, Hootsuite, or any of the others, some of them may have already sent you this notice, but beginning August 1st, and you really need to take note to this because this changes the way you manage your social media. Beginning August 1st, Facebook is not 
going to allow third-party apps. That's like all of those social media managers that's out there that allows uh, your life to be easier by managing your social media and uh, you being able to, you know, plug in all of your posts and tell it what time to put it on what social media uh, platform. Well, beginning August 1st, Facebook is no longer going to allow third-party apps to publish to your personal profile. This is a big deal, right? And I'm sure there's definitely going to be some fallout coming from this. And after it's all said and done, they may end up restoring that feature back to third-party apps. But for right now, Facebook has put out a ruling in their policies, and it states that you will no longer be able to use a third-party app, again, just as an example, such as Hootsuite, such as Sprout Social, uh, Planoli, such as there are many, many of them out there, third-party apps. You will no longer be able to actually publish to your personal profile. And for many small business owners, so uh, solo entrepreneurs, uh, I have been through Successful Woman Radio for like the last year. I have been letting all of you know that Facebook is making a lot of changes and that you really need to have a business page, a fan page for your business. Well, it's like now is the time for you to really do that because, again, you're not going to be able to um, go on Facebook or go on a third-party app and actually publish to that. Now, I have my own speculation about why Facebook is doing this, okay, and what it's all about. So here's the thing. Probably one of the most valuable pieces or features that Facebook wants all of its billions of users to use is they they want people to be engaged, right? So they don't want people just posting, 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 but really not engaging with people who are friends, people who are followers uh, from your personal page. Because what happens is that when you publish from a third-party app, um, and, and you've already, let's say you've already scheduled everything you want to go out on your third-party app for the month, and you're pushing it out to your personal profile page, that really means that you're going to set it and forget it, and you're not going to be as engaging with your news feed of what, what other people are doing. So, so what that poses is a big problem for Facebook, and be honest, it poses a problem in two ways. Number one, it gives them false readings about engagement, and it drives engagement down. The second thing is that they're not adequately able to segment um, where people are going and what people are doing for their advertisers to uh, intelligently advertise and segment and customize their target audience, right? And so this is why I believe Facebook is doing it. Um, I think they are allowing it on the business side because they know that companies and small businesses can't stay on Facebook all day trying to post, right? And, it, and it's not a good or an effective use of, of their manpower 
uh, whether someone has a virtual assistant or whether someone has an employee. But on the personal side, on the personal side, which there are more personal users than business users, on that personal side, they definitely want personal users to be engaged. They want you to, to browse. They want you um, to surf Facebook and to look at all of the different things. They want you to do that, and they want you to click on those ads, right? They want you to click on those sponsored ads, and that can't happen if you're also able to to preset your post in third-party apps and not even have to go on Facebook. So they're doing something about it. And and to be honest with you, I'm kind of bummed out about it, but at the same time, I understand their position because what Facebook is trying to do is they're trying to create a win-win position for everybody. So what they're saying is, is that, hey, we have created a business model for small business owners and corporations to use. It's called a fan page. We need you over there utilizing your fan page when it comes to business. But for personal, to engage with your family, to engage with your friends, we want you to be more engaging. We want a win-win situation. We're going to let you continue to use the third-party app on the business side, but on the personal side, we need you coming on Facebook, and we need you being engaged on Facebook. Now, there's a good and a bad on that because the good part for Facebook is that, you know, it may help them to once again increase the engagement or the use and the viewing of other people's pages, but at the same time, it could cause people to just abandon their personal profile altogether and just look at their fan page for business. So, again, there's a pros and a cons to all of this, but Facebook is, there's going to be a lot of scrambling around with Facebook, and so it's important as a small business owner that you keep up with this kind of stuff, okay, because when you don't keep up with it, what happens is that you you begin to um, see things that are changing and you don't know what's going on. So again, um, the website that I gave, that really does allow you to keep up with a lot of different things. It's called Mashable, M-A-S-H-A-B-L-E.com. Now, for those of you that are virtual assistants um, and you need to keep up with this for clients or for those of you that are so, uh, social media uh, marketers and you have a lot of clients and this is relevant to you, in addition to Mashable, you may want to go ahead and really uh, go on Google and set up a Google alert for Facebook, okay? This is for those of you that, that you really need to be kept in the know uh, about Facebook more so than others, you may want to set up a Google alert, okay? Just saying. Um, so uh, enough about that, but I found that very, very interesting and in how uh, Facebook is just constantly, constantly changing. So the fan page is definitely the, the tool to use on Facebook. If indeed you are a small business owner, um, you need to learn everything you need to know about creating a successful fan page. And again, I want to give a bravo to Facebook because they have developed a fan page platform that's really like a blog. You can use your fan page just like a blog. The only caution that I caution everybody about about Facebook is that 
it is not controlled by you. They can take your fan page down. You're not paying for it. So they still have that control over your fan page uh, that you can't have. And so that's the only point that I caution you about. So whatever you have on your fan page, you don't really need to make sure that you have a blog uh, that is a blog or a website that is still functioning as the core foundation for all of your Internet communication. Very, very important. One last tidbit about Facebook. I just learned that uh, Facebook groups is indeed changing a lot, and I hope to have kind of like a list of things that's going to be changing on Facebook regarding their group feature. But one of the things that's very interesting that is coming on the pike, and they're doing a, uh, a, a testing on it right now, so not everybody um, is able to, to take advantage of the feature, but it's coming. Facebook is going to have a a paid group feature that allows you to treat your group like a membership. So you'll be able to charge a membership fee for people to belong to your group. Now, whether or not this is going to give you even more features on the group, such as uh, texting your group or emailing your group, I don't know. But we will soon find out, and I'm keeping up on that for you right here on Successful Woman Radio. It's 12.22 after the hour, and you're listening to Successful Woman Radio. I'm Trina Newby, your host, and, of course, your business success coach. I want to go ahead right now and go right to the five questions to generate cash in 2018. Um, you know, these are questions that I came up with um, you know, basically every year I come up with a list of questions to help myself, and then I test them out, and then I, I, you know, I make those the questions for the beginning of each new year. So this year these questions were really compiled to help you really self-coach and push yourself to the next level and help you to put yourself in check. Here's number one. What must I do to achieve my sales goals this week or month? Again, what must I do to achieve my sales goals this week or month? Here's number two. What am I consistent in implementing my marketing system? So let me repeat that question. I, I didn't say that correctly. Number two Am I consistent in implementing my marketing system to attract new leads, okay? Again, am I consistent in implementing my marketing system to attract new leads? Very important question. I'm not going to focus too much on this one because we are going to be talking about word-of-mouth marketing. Here's number three. Have I identified a minimum of three new people to talk with daily about the benefits of using my services or products. Again, another question that we'll be really discussing that as we discuss word-of-mouth marketing. And then number four, what are the business goals that I need to accomplish this week? Now, this is what I'm going to land on this week and, and, and really focus on this just for a few more minutes. Because business goals are extremely important. And what I realized is that so many businesswomen get off track with setting their goals, with implementing their goals, with um, following up with their goals. And I think it is because 
there is really not a system or any one system that individuals are using as they go along their business in, in achieving their goals. And this is the very thing that I really try to, you know, encourage businesswomen to have is, is what is your business vision and what are your business goals to support that vision. And so I really want you to think about this, ladies, as we talk about for a few minutes business goals and why it is so very, very important. Goals to your business are really the whole foundation and key to being successful. Right? There's a lot of other components all mixed in there. But at the end of the day, you're going to identify your business vision. And once you know what your business vision is, and by the way, most of the time, most of us have more than one business vision uh, when it comes to, to being successful. But you're going to identify what those visions are. What do you see yourself experiencing at some given time? You know, whether it's 90 days out or six months out or a year out, what do you see yourself experiencing? What do you want to experience? And then you back up and say, okay, for each of the visions that I have listed, I am now going to go ahead and I am going to list a, uh, a, a set of business goals to support what it is that I want to experience. Now, in business, there is often um you know, business visions in different areas of the business. So, for example, you might have your financial vision. This is how much money you want to see in your business within a time frame. For for most business owners, that's, you know, how much money do I want to see within this year, this 12-month period. And then in addition to your financial uh, vision, marketing vision, what do you see happening from a marketing perspective um, in your business? What are some of the results that you would like to see? And then, you know, from marketing, from a personal standpoint, what is it that you want to experience being the CEO of your company? What are some of the things that you would like to see happen uh, for yourself uh, from a branding standpoint? What do you want people to know you as? What are some of the things that you want to see happen? Do you want to be featured in a magazine? Are there awards that you would like to um, go after? You know, what is it? And for each of those visions that you have, then you want to list a set of goals. And not only do you want to list a set of goals, but for each vision you want to list a deadline that you would like to see those visions occur. And then for each of the goals that are supporting that vision, right, you want to list um, uh, deadlines or milestones to accomplish those goals so that by the time you've accomplished those goals and met those milestones, the vision itself would have been accomplished. So you could give yourself a, you know, six-month vision, you know, here's my 12-month vision, but these are the things that I actually want to see happening for myself. And what happens is, is that when we are not clear, when we are not focused enough on what it is that we want to experience in our business, then that's when everything gets cloudy and, and we're not able to actually function adequately as businesswomen. We get very, very dysfunctional. So it's important for you to be clear and concise about what it is that you want to experience, which 
then would be your vision, and then you're going to list your goals. Now, I talk about this a lot, and I probably will talk about this in most of my shows throughout the lifespan of this radio program simply because it is that serious, and it's something, and it's something that most businesswomen fail to do on a consistent level. And so this is why I mention it. So this question number four, what are the business goals that I need to accomplish this week? You need to know by Friday what is it that you want to experience by the end of this week, okay? Does it belong to a larger goal that might be a goal that has been set out um, you know, uh, two or three months from now? What is, what is it that you want? And then you need to look at your calendar and make sure, again, make sure that you are actually on target with all of the activities and tasks to make it happen. That you guys have received that and that you're understanding what I'm saying because, you know, I know as business women that we can get really frustrated a lot when we don't see things happening, especially when we don't see ourselves making the money. But a lot of the times it's because uh, we are not setting the goals. We are not asking ourselves the question, what is it that I want to experience this week? And that's why a lot of the times we, we Friday comes and nothing has been done contributing towards what we really, really want it to happen. And last but not least in the five questions um, to create cash in 2018 is, What must I change about my leadership to move my business forward? Wow, this is just such a powerful question because just as I mentioned that, you know, how important it is, right, how very, very important it is that you have a a marketing system, how important it is that you have sales goals, Well, your leadership capabilities, your ability to lead your business to success is all dependent upon you having a clear, a clear understanding of what it is that you should be doing as a leader based on your business industry, okay? What should you be doing day in and day out? And I I know that it is so easy, especially for us as solo entrepreneurs, it is so easy to get caught up on the labor side, right? We're doing all of the grunt work. We're um, We're doing all of the busy work. But the, but the real work that needs to happen as the CEO, we're, we've abandoned that, and oftentimes we don't pick that back up unless it's an emergency. Uh, example, no money going in the bank, nobody calling for our services, and then we finally realize, uh-oh, I better jump back in on the entrepreneur visionary role. So that's not the time to do that. Now, One way to be clear on what it is that you should be doing as a leader, CEO of your company, based on your industry, is to create a position description. And I'm wondering how many of you actually listening, actually listening right now, have a position description for your company as the CEO. If you don't, 
I'm just going to say, I think it's serious enough for you to cancel appointments and, and on some of the activities you have going on and really utilize a lot of that time this week for coming up with your position description. Because if you're not clear on what you're supposed to be doing as the CEO of your company, then I'm not sure if you're even clear what you should be doing this week, right? Does that make sense? So so this is something that should be held priority, and it is something that you should be in touch with every single day. I am aware of and in touch with what my role is as CEO of Women About Biz and our in our parent and our subdivisions such as lifestyle for her and other things that I have going on and and I you know want to say I am not always up to par with where I need to be but because I have a position description written out I am able to get myself back on track right away if you don't have a position description then you may go months without really knowing what's going on in your company and what you should be doing, and, and you'll get all twisted and confused. And then what happens is that you're not able to implement and execute things in a timely fashion. And so, again, um, being in business and being a CEO is all about doing things in a timely fashion, doing them fast, doing them quick, so you can take advantage of every opportunity that is out there for you. It is 12.33 after the hour, and I'm going to go ahead now and focus on our book club book of the month. I'm so excited. This is one of my favorite books. It's called um, Little Black Book of Connections. Again, Little Black Book of Connections. And the subtitle says, 6.5 Aspects for Networking Your Way to Rich Relationships. And it is written by Jeffrey Gittimer. Um, he is an excellent writer. I like the way he puts his books. Uh, his goal is to to definitely um, put his books in a conversational manner that really, really allows you to absorb the information quickly. And so I'm going to go ahead and I am going to be reading to you from, again, the little book of Connections. I am on page 16 for those of you who may have the book or for those of you who are going to get the book. I'm right reading from page 16. The four connection questions that unlock the answers to growth and success. He says they are who do you know? How well are you connected? Do you know how to make a connection? And who knows you? The other says, Think about the connections that you've made all through your life. Thousands of people, a small portion of them are still in your immediate life today. Most of them have faded away for one reason or another. Old friends from places you used or lived or worked, family members you really don't like, friends from schools, people you met in business who you no longer interact with, and casual acquaintances along the way. But all of them in one way or another had some kind of influence on you, either good or bad, and at one time they may have even impacted your success or happiness. It's important to reflect on who you know because it encompasses who you have known. You don't actually stop knowing them. You just become disconnected from them. And probably a bigger question, he says, would be, who would you like to know? 
but at the present time do not. Who you know encompasses who you can presently connect with easily and obviously. The better you know them, the easier it is to make a connection. How well you know them determines how early or how late you can call them on the phone. There is no power, I'm sorry, there is power in who you know, not just connection power, growth power, success power, even fulfillment power. He says, how well are you connected? Everyone has a circle of influence. It may not be a group of friends. It may be your coworkers. It may be your employees. It may be a club or a group you belong to. It may be your family. It may be business associates and connections. It may be friends and neighbors in the community. Everyone has a group of people whom they are connected. Within these circles of influence, you may be a leader or just a participant. Either way, from time to time, you make your feelings known, you make your philosophies known, you make your ideas known, and you tell others of your escapades and experiences for one reason or another. The quality of your relationship determines their fate. Sometimes you outgrow them. Sometimes you just move on. Sometimes good things happen to keep them together. Sometimes bad things happen that make them grow apart. But while they are present, they play a powerful role in your life. They are the people that you rely on for information and support. They are the people you rely on for ideas and strength. They are the people who encourage you. They may even be people who pay you. Whatever the connection, they are also the ones that you will go to when you need something or need to get in contact with someone new. Many people try to do everything on their own. Either they feel uncomfortable using their connections or they don't know them well enough to ask for the favor. He says this is a big mistake. Think about it this way. If you meet and know or knew thousands of people in your lifetime, so do your friends and connections in your circle of influence. You've heard of a phenomenon called six degrees of separation. With six phone calls, you should be able to get to anybody. Sounds more like a TV game show than a business strategy. But as I've discovered, he says, over the years, it's more true than you realize. If you take a moment and think about one person you'd like to meet or connect with, you probably know someone who knows someone who knows someone who can get them on the phone. That's only three degrees. The object, he says, of having a circle of influence is not just to use it to climb the ladder. It's also to build relationships with those in your circle so that when you need to climb the ladder another step, they are more than willing to come to your aid. As you read these pages, he says, you will learn how to stay connected with everyone forever, assuming they choose to stay connected with you. Very, very important. He says, do you know how to make a connection? Now, if you'll remember, at the beginning I said um, that there are four connection questions that unlock the answers to growth and success that he mentioned 
in this particular section. Those four questions were, who do you know? We read that section. How well are you connected? We just finished that reading. And now I'm going to read to you what he says about, do you know how to make a connection? He says, besides your circle of influence, people who can readily make a connection for you, you must rely on yourself to make connections. Others can help you, but in the end, if they don't help you, if they can't help you, or if they're unwilling to help you, then you've got to help yourself. Most people are taught to use some form of cold calling to make a connection. And he says, salespeople especially, don't get me started, but in my opinion, it's the single worst way to make a true connection. It is the fastest way to make a temporary connection, but the odds of that connection lasting are one in a thousand or less. It's the same in job hunting. Calling on ads in the paper will rarely land you the perfect job because the best jobs never make the paper. You can network anywhere from a business after-hours event to a ball game, from the theater to a civic organization, from a kid's birthday party to a rock concert someplace where other people like you or people want to meet, congregate, someplace where you might make a significant connection assuming that you are aware and prepared. Not all connections are powerful, nor do they lead to sales or deals. They're just connections. You never know where they will lead. You never know what will happen as a result of one person telling another person that you connected. Savvy and confident people, he says, begin a connection with casual conversation, engaging questions, and meaningful dialogue so they can get to know the other person. The object of connecting and making a connection is to make a good one and a friendly one. You might call a solid connection, a connection where you left a favorable impression, one that someone else might talk about after your initial connection is over. Maybe they'll show your business card to someone else. Maybe they'll pass along a piece of information that you shared. As you read these pages, you will learn strategies and techniques to connect and engage. Lastly, in the four questions that he says you really need to ask yourself, the last is, who knows you? This is the most powerful part of making a connection and also the hardest. If you have put yourself out in the marketplace as a person of value, others will want to connect with you. Not all of them will be good. Not all of them will be valuable. Most of them will not lead you to the promised land, but some will. Your job is to expose yourself to the marketplace in a valuable way so that you create some law of attraction and some method by which others can connect with you so that this most powerful element of connecting can occur. Most people have no concept of this strategy. That's what makes it so powerful. A high percentage of those exposed to this who knows you strategy will never do the hard work that it takes for it to become a reality, making the who knows you strategy even more powerful. In other words, what he's saying as a side note is that because so many people are unwilling to really work at um, getting people to know them, that is just opening up the room for the people who are utilizing this who-do-you-know strategy to take advantage of it more. 
He says, the reason I'm qualified to tell you about it is that I have employed it for the last 15 years, and I can tell you it has been the fulcrum element of my success. I discovered it on accident, and now I use it on purpose. And so, again, I just read from you, uh, for you, the Little Black Book of Connection. Jeffrey Gittimer is the author, and Gittimer is spelled G-I-T-O-M-E-R. And uh, he writes a lot of wonderful little books, he calls them, um, on business. But this one in particular is one of my favorite. Uh, it was given to me as a gift, and I hold on to it all the time, Little Black Book of Connection. Stay tuned for next Monday as we read more. Go ahead and pick up your copy of Little Black Book of Connections by Jeffrey Gittimer so that you can read along with us. And as you know, I'm not able to always read the full book through our book club book of the month each Monday. So it's important for you to have the book so you can continue on with reading. I normally try to choose some of the major components that I think you need to know about from the book. For those of you that have just tuned in, you're listening to no other than Successful Woman Radio, and I'm Trina Newby, uh, your host, and I am so glad to be here with you today. Um, again, this is our 4th of July week. Wow, it's coming up fast. Um, many of you, from a marketing perspective, should be creating some type of 4th of July announcement or special or sale that people can take advantage of for the 4th of July. So I want to remind you that if you have not, pretty much you have today to really whip up something quickly so that you can take advantage of reinforcing it and using it for this evening, tomorrow, and all day Wednesday, okay? Um, I'm going to go ahead right now and go right into our hot topic. Our theme for the month of July is word of mouth marketing. And uh, word-of-mouth marketing is such an important part of the solo entrepreneur, the micro-entrepreneur's life. Um, you know, I have read so many surveys and statistics from so many different resources, but it all boils down to that um, about 80 to 90% of all small business owners say the number one way that they are getting business, that they are generating an income, is through word-of-mouth marketing. It, it comes before advertising. Um, it comes before other uh, forms of marketing. And, of course, I believe still that word-of-mouth marketing and social media marketing are really almost one, of the, one in the same and that they are running neck and neck, and I don't think that one can actually do without the other. Uh, so what I want to do today is I want to define exactly what word-of-mouth marketing really is, okay? And then I want to look at uh, what it is not. And I want to share with you five ways to drive your word-of-mouth marketing, okay? Now, as with anything, there always has to be a system to everything that you do. So before you actually start putting a lot of the things that you hear in place today, it's going to be important that you actually incorporate them into your full marketing system so you know how you're going to actually implement it. So let's look at word-of-mouth marketing, um, exactly what it is, right, and what it is not. So 
when we look at the business dictionary, it says that the word of mouth marketing is the process of actively influencing and encouraging word of mouth discussion about a brand, a company, or organization, a resource, or an event, or some type of happening. So let me just kind of repeat that for those of you who are taking notes, okay? So word of mouth marketing, okay, is a a process of actively influencing and encouraging word of mouth discussion. And as you know, in order to discuss something, you've got to have at least two people, right? So it's encouraging a discussion about a brand, a organization, a resource, or an event. Now, because of technology, I want to add that word of mouth marketing can occur offline and word of mouth marketing can occur online. Because again, what word of mouth marketing is, is that it's actively influencing and encouraging from your own thoughts, from your own opinion, from from you. you. It stems from each individual person who wants to actually share something. So because of online technology, word of mouth marketing can, I believe, be interchangeable with social marketing as well as word of mouth marketing. I think the two are almost interchangeable, okay? So with that said, it's important for you to understand that this word of mouth marketing is not just about you, you know, calling someone and say, hey, I'm having an event on the 15th. Um, Could you tell 10 people? It's much more than that. And it's not about you typing out a social media post that says, I'm having an event on the 15th, please pass it on. It's not about that. You see, word of mouth marketing is something that has to happen from an organic desire. And I want to kind of share with you what I mean by organic desire. You see, you can educate people to share and refer and let people know about what you have going on with your products and services, your company, what have you. But when they decide to share it, it has to be from an organic desire to do it. It can't be forced because if it's forced, they're not going to do it. They have to want to do it. And um, and so this is why you need to understand that it's not just about you telling people to pass the word along. It's not just about you handing out business cards at networking events and thinking that that's going to happen. It's not about just passing out flyers and thinking that the flyer is going to do the job for you, okay? And it's not about you just calling up 10 people and saying, can you let three four folks know? about this. None of that is going to actually work unless an organic desire has been created within the individual that is going to actively influence and encourage. And this is something that you need to understand. It's very, very important because word of marketing is very powerful and it can be very effective, but especially for those individuals who don't have this this huge budget um, 
of money that they can use in doing a lot more of expensive types of advertisement, but they're looking for a way to get the word out. Word of mouth marketing can be the answer, but not if it's not effectively done and not if there is not a marketing uh, system with, with which it, it can flow, okay? So what I want to talk to you today about is I want to talk to you about five ways to actually drive word-of-mouth marketing, five ways to actually drive word-of-mouth marketing and and how it can actually work for you. Now, word-of-mouth marketing is just one type of business model that you can use for marketing your business. There are other types of marketing that can happen as well. You know, you've got advertising, you've got promotion and so on. You've got other methods that can be used. But word of mouth marketing, I guess you could call it a method more than a business model. It's a method. Word of mouth marketing is a is a great method if you fully understand what it is, just as I have defined it for you, and if you are willing to incorporate it into your marketing strategy and create a system in which it can actually flow, okay? Now, if you remember, marketing is one of those things that's a system where you attract people to what you have to offer, okay? You're attracting them. So word-of-mouth marketing is individuals who are actively influencing and encouraging others to come your way. They're attracting other people for you. So let's look at the five ways to drive word-of-mouth marketing. Number one, word-of-mouth marketing and helping people to have that organic desire to want to share information about who you are, what you do, what your services and products are, is really going to be based on customer experience, right? So your existing customers or clients are very, very important because if they're having like an okay or a mediocre experience with you, they're not going to want to share they're not going to organically want to share what you do with other people. And so it's very important that you pay close attention to how you're treating your current clients and customers. So you need to make sure that you have communications in place so that you're asking your clients and your customers about their experience in using your product or your service. Is there anything that you can do or any questions you can answer for them? You need to always be in their face so that they know you care. And there's no better way to do that than to have a strong communication system between you and your, your clients, okay? You also... Um, in addition to making sure that you have an excellent customer service system in place, right, here's number two. You need to make sure that you have valuable incentives in place as well because, after all, in order to, to create an organic desire, not only must your customer or your client uh, have a good experience with what you have to offer, but you must also sweeten the pot. And you can sweeten the pot by offering valuable incentives, whether it is giving them a large, a large discount off of the services or products that they use with you. And I'm not talking about 10%. And you guys know, get 10% out of your mind. That's knocked out of the window. Nobody gives a 10% discount anymore that much unless it's a very expensive product. 
okay? If something costs $100, well, 10%, $10 might be decent to get off. If something costs $500, then $50 might, 10% of that might be great. But if you've got a product under $50, you're going to have to give more than 10% to sweeten the pot. Um, but there can be also other types of valuable incentives as well. Some uh, small businesses have a point system where they give points to, to their clients, and, and after a certain number of points, those points can equate to a dollar, a uh, certain amount of dollars, and that can be a more complex system. Um, so you want to be careful about creating complex systems unless you have a software or some incentive um, program you belong to that can help you with that. But you can also keep it simple by offering coupons, by having a customer appreciation day where customers um, can, can go to a special web page where they get all of these different offers only available to customers, current customers. So again, valuable incentives. Here's number three. You need to streamline your referral process, right? And by streamlining your referral process, first of all, people need to know how to refer to you, and this includes your customers. Now, if they're going to have an organic desire to refer to you, you need to have a way for them to, to properly refer. So you need to have a referral process, and it needs to be something that's simple and something that can be clear in their minds. You always need to be able to communicate with your current customers and clients um, that that they can send any referrals to this link or to this page or have them to call this number. And, oh, by the way, make sure you give them your customer number so that we can credit you or make sure that we give you a discount on such and such service. Very, very important, okay? And then number four, and I think this one is more important than anything, is stay proactive. Okay, when you talk about driving word of mouth marketing, you're talking about utilizing a uh, individual's ability to share what you offer with another person. Okay, um, and they're only going to want to share it if you're in close contact or communications with them and if they are experiencing what you have to offer. So in order for them to do that, you've got to stay proactive in communicating. You've got to stay proactive in developing different types of incentives. You've got to stay proactive in reaching out to see how they are currently doing with your product or service. And you've got to stay proactive in making recommendations to them, okay? Last but not least, number five is give your customers something to talk about. Very, very important. I can't tell you what that's going to be right now, but you want to be able to give your customers something big to talk about so that they will share it with others. And again, um, I have one, um, one of the people who I use their service, they have a huge customer appreciation barbecue every summer. And I always tell a lot of people about that, you know, and tell them how much I enjoyed it because they have entertainment, different things like that. So you have to come up with what's going to be that big thing that my customers talk about. Maybe you can come up with a big thing every quarter that your current customers or clients can talk about. So there we have it, five ways to drive word-of-mouth marketing, deliver customer experience, valuable incentives, streamline referral process, stay proactive, and give customers something to talk about. Well, that's all I have for right now. 
Um, we are going to be really giving you some great information this month on word-of-mouth marketing, so please spread the word. And from Organic Desires, let other people know about Successful Woman Radio. Well, that's all I have for today's show. I hope that you have enjoyed it, and I want to say to you, be strong, be positive, and make those choices that will yield favorable results. Bye-bye, everybody.